Welcome back to our second carrier update. I'm Thomas Watson, joined by Donnie Gilbert. Earlier we talked about rejections and volumes, but you have to look deeper. Like the movie Inception, we're diving in deeper, and this one's outbound tender lead time. We're going to figure out how long it takes to even get that load. Uh, Donnie, tell us a little bit about what we're looking at. So <clears throat> we're looking at outbound tender lead time. This is drive-in, flatbed, reefer, all this together. I normally break it down. Today's Friday. We're just doing a big kind of a recap right now. But when we look at outbound tender lead times, we kind of understand when shippers start to get under a little bit of pressure, either by rate, holidays, they tend to start pushing their pickup, or not pickups, they start booking their pickups a little bit earlier. Yeah. If you book a little bit earlier, sometimes you can save a few percentage points on that rate. So if rates were to start to go up, they might start booking it a day or two earlier. If you get around a holiday, they know that there's a Tuesday holiday and they know that rates are going to especially start going up Thursday and Friday. They might start booking it three, almost three and a half days in 3.35. They want to see if you're going to reject it too. Shippers are smart. You'll see that OTLT kick up because if the waterfall theory freight as Craig Fuller talks about, well, you want to figure out who up in that waterfall still has capacity so you don't get surprised. Yeah, because if you get four, five, six deep into the waterfall process, Maybe it hasn't gone to the spot market. Of course, right now, spot market better than uh, your contract. These really good large shippers can't always do that. They have to rely on their contracted carriers because they have so much freight shipping every day. So we watch this and we see it peak up for 4th of July. We see it start to trickle back down and we're back right around or right kind of below where we've, you know, where, where we've been. So we're at that normal rate. We're back in May. Uh, in May, we're kind of below those rates. So not a lot of pressure on states that shippers are in command right now. They're they're not having to deal with the pressure of carriers pushing rates up. If they try, they'll just go to the next carrier. And I think that's such a great thing because customer characteristics. This is when you find out, you know, when it was a, a carrier's market, all customers had to play nice. Now you find out who's actually a good customer worth keeping in the next cycle, uh, like we're seeing with the yellow stuff. The other LTL ones are like, oh, well, um, I'm not going to take all your stuff, but if I think you're good enough, I'll reprice that. Yeah, This is a good, good way to measure how shippers are reacting to the current market conditions. We have rejection rates. That helps us understand how carriers are reacting to the current market conditions. And we see carriers right now are accepting everything they can, which puts shippers in the driver's seat and reduces the pressure on them. You think it'll go a little bit further? You think we'll continue hovering right below that? Uh, we'll be right. We'll, this is kind of an, a, a good average for the, the the deteriorated market. We'll stay 2.8, 2.9 until probably now all the way till Labor Day. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll see it bounce up just like this, just a little bit, and then right back down for Labor Day. And that looks familiar to most large enterprise customers because they're going to ship it that far in advance because their supply chains are so complicated. You can't get away with a one day and send it. Yeah. And then, you know, they're sending out 2.9 the morning of the, the third day. They'll give them all day to accept it. And if not, then they'll start working a little bit faster through that, the waterfall process. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's jump over to the next one here right quick. Contracted rates. So I threw up our NTI minus fuel. So we're at $1.63 trending down and we see in the red here reefer these are contracted rates after the fourth of july the peak season they dropped pretty quickly they were um i believe they were at 231 or something and dropped down now they're at 217 
Now, Drivan has been holding out here pretty steady. They've only dropped about 10 or 11 cents since back here, like in March so or April. So they've been holding pretty steady with a very, very slow decline. But I want you to look at, let's go back here to May. We see the drop here in the NTI and we see the reefer drop a little bit first. And then after that, we see drive-in. So we had reefer dropping, our NTI dropping, and then drive-in dropping a little bit. Back up over here, reefers drop. Now the NTI has dropped. What's coming next? That's going yep. to show up. Watch out for those rates as well. Reefer is definitely surprising me there. Usually you would assume that it would have a little bit more resiliency, but it's a smaller market share. Yeah. Blood and in the water. Talking to some of these carriers, like you just mentioned, the PAM, or et cetera. We know contract rates are coming down. We see them coming down. Expect them to continue to further down. This gap is too far. They will they have plenty of room to fall. Things CEOs don't want you to see. Preview of their Q3 earnings report. Get your puts in, folks. Let's go. All right, that's a wrap for this care update. Going to toss that back over to Kaylee and Anthony for our community segment.